Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and I am excited to be here with you tonight. We are talking Step 2, Willingness, and tonight is Integration Night. Uh, We have been doing Willingness all month long, and now it is time to integrate. So please welcome with me my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm here, but I'm not doing very well, but I am here. Well, we appreciate you showing up even when you're sick. Yep. The dedication this woman has. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest tonight, we were super excited about having on Miss Mealuaris, but she is also sick. <laughs> so she will not be joining us tonight. But we're going to still go ahead and finish out the month of willingness. I love willingness. Uh, It applies to everything, just like step one of awareness. It's in any situation where you're willing to do something or willing to not do something. If you're not doing something that you want to be doing, it's because you don't have enough of it. (laughs) So willingness is one of those things that comes to play with with pretty much everything. So understanding what it, what willingness is to you and your willingness on a level from 1 to 10 in different areas and situations of your life is as important because once you know that, then you know where you can, what you need to work on, right? So... It gives you that awareness of where, why am I not as willing? What? Well, I think it comes down to our willingness to um, step out of our comfort zone. You know, I mean, that's how we change. That's how we grow. And most things that we're not mm-hmm. willing to do is because we around taking that step, whether it's in a relationship, in, a, in your career, in your health, wherever it is, when you're in your comfort zone, you have to be willing to take that risk to step out of your comfort zone in order to grow. So if if you're trying to have more energy in your life and you want to be more healthy and and be able to do things physically that you want to do, then you have to be willing to take a look at, well, what am I doing now? What's the energy level I have now? How can I change that in order to be have more energy? Like, for example, you could exercise more. You could make a plan. You could um, eat foods that give you energy and and uh, eliminate, maybe eliminate some, you know, not as much sugar in your diet or whatever saps your energy. You can sleep more. I've been reading a really interesting book about why we sleep, and it's all the science behind 
our body's physiology and, and the need for us to sleep and what what substances uh, decrease our capacity to sleep and what stress stressors in our lives uh, make it more difficult for us to sleep. So once you're aware of those things, then you can either be willing to change and get out of your comfort zone or get out of your habits, um, especially habits that are are um, not proactive but are self-destructive, and then move forward. So it's, it's that capacity to to learn and be aware and then to be willing to make a change because that's what, what helps us to grow in our lives and to have more um, satisfaction and joy in our lives when we're aware of those things that bring us joy and we're willing to take the steps to be in that arena where we can have joy in our lives. So it's really the opportunity we have to, to grow and to change and that's, the, that's what we're willing to do. If we're not willing to do that, then we stay stuck in our comfort zone and we don't grow and we don't get through those walls that are keeping us small or keeping us from taking a risk in in a relationship or in a career or in adventures in our lives. So it's really important that we, we have that awareness of where we are, what are the situations and circumstances that keep us there, do we want to change? Do we want to have a different relationship? Do we want to have a different career? Do we want to make more money? Do we want to have more adventure in our lives? Then what are we willing to do about it? And uh, that can take many forms, but we've taught everybody in our classes about the stretch, risk, and die model of getting out of your comfort zone. So can you break down those steps into smaller steps so that you can get out of your comfort zone and make some kind of progress towards what you want in your life and what goals you want. So that's really where willingness comes in. And without willingness, we don't make any changes. We just stay where we are. And so if we want to stay where we are, then we don't have to be willing to do anything different, right? And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting something different. So if you want something different, then you have to be willing to do something different. So that's kind of where where we are in our lives. If we're not moving, we're not progressing, we're frustrated, we're disappointed, we have high expectations and we have no intentions or ways of meeting our goals, then we stay stuck. And that's when we um, our life becomes kind of dull and not very exciting or fulfilling. So... Willingness is certainly uh, an important concept in the way we move forward in our lives. Absolutely, I agree. I was talking to a client today about willingness, and uh, she was talking about how there are things that she wants to do, and there you know, going about getting those things done hasn't been easy. And I was talking to her about the difference between wanting and willing because you can want all kinds of different things, but are you willing to do what you need to do to make those things happen? And sometimes we're not willing. And is it okay that, at this moment in time, 
those things aren't going to happen? Or is this the time to have them happen? So really getting clear with ourselves and determine, do we want to increase our willingness levels so that these things happen? Or are we okay where, with where our willingness level is, knowing that when the time comes, our willingness level will increase and that will be the time to get it done. So yeah. it, was an interesting, it was an interesting conversation. Um, you know, we're, we're reading this book, Atomic Habits, and it talks about making little steps. And that's a challenge that I put on myself all the time. Uh, like, well, I need to do it all at once. <laughs> I need to make these big changes all at once. And that's not necessarily going to happen, right, because it becomes overwhelming and daunting, and, and then the willingness level comes down. So taking these baby steps, like we talk about with your guy, taking these baby steps out of our comfort zone, you know, one new habit instead of five, um, one new habit and a part of that new habit, right? Just baby stepping into that new habit, um, you know, becoming consistent at habits we've already created for ourselves. Uh, and then that will increase our confidence, which then will make it easier for us to put in a baby steps of that second habit that we want to create. And so um, just been thinking about that today uh, came up in the client session as well, you know, got me thinking about my own willingness wanting level and I've said for a long time that I want to do something yet I haven't done it and it's not necessarily scary but I haven't committed to it and because I haven't committed to it you know all these other things that I could be doing come before it and then there's no time or it's too late or it's too cold outside or it's too hot outside, whatever. All those excuses come in and easily push it aside. So am I willing to make that commitment to that goal or dream or whatever this thing is before you that you're saying you want to do? Am I willing to make that commitment so that it? starts getting done. And there's the, there's the question, right? Am I willing to make a commitment? And so far, I haven't. I haven't been willing to make the commitment. So what is it going to take for me to get my willingness up to a level where I can say, okay, I'm going to commit to this now and really stay committed where I do it on a consistent basis. So just thinking about that, different ways that we can support ourselves. Maybe that's a support buddy or accountability buddy, whatever you want to call them. Maybe it's putting it on your calendar, setting an alarm. Um, you know, if it's eating better, getting the junk food out of your house or making sure that you have plenty of 
good food at hand, right? There's all of these things that we can do to support ourselves in completing or getting more consistent at these new habits, goals, getting closer to our dreams that we have for ourselves or the lifestyle that we want for ourselves. So, you know, what are those things that we can do to support ourselves in moving forward? And we were talking about Fear Buster teams. And I think we've probably talked about this before on the show where our Fear Buster team starts with support buddies. I like to call them cheerleaders. They're those people that are excited about what you're doing. They believe in you. They encourage you. They are there to pick you up when something happens. There's all kinds of, of people that you can have in this support buddy section. You can have, you know, your grandma is a support buddy, right? Or a high school friend or your neighbor. These are all people that can be in your support buddy category. And then as you go, the next level is your voices of experience. So those are people that have been there, done that. They can support you along the way. So this can be a mentor. This can be a and, uh, and another employee at work, this could be a, another mom that you go to with mom questions or, or whoever. And then we have our words of, no, our words of wisdom. I always say this one wrong. Our wise counsel, that's what it's called. We have our wise counsel, and that might be a lawyer or a doctor or a coach or someone that you may pay for their advice. Or it could just be a family friend who you really respect and you can go to for advice or help or whatever that may be. And then you have your powerful partner. And you usually only have one of these. You might have two. And it's where you're both equally invested in something that is um, a commitment or a goal or a dream. So you're... Romantic partner can be your powerful partner. Your business partner could be a powerful partner. There's usually some kind of contract involved in powerful partners. So your best friend could be your powerful partner. So there's not necessarily a contract with that relationship, right? So really examining who is in your support, who's on your support team. Are there areas in your life where you don't have a support team member? And who could be that person for you? And we were kind of um, discussing that and realizing who are these people in my life? And with this thing that I want to do, yet I haven't done yet, who can I engage to support me with this thing that I want to I want to start doing. And so that's what I've been thinking about today. So who could I get to support me in this one area that would be the type of support that I need to actually get it done? Right? Because the people that have asked to help me so far, it hasn't gotten me out doing it. So how can I approach this differently? 
like Terry was saying, if you do the same thing over and over, expecting different results, then you're insane. So how can I take the insanity out of this situation? What can I do differently? How can I ask for support differently? Who can I ask for support from that I haven't yet and find a way so that I get to the point where I can get committed and make this a consistent habit for myself? That's I, think it's really, that's, I think it's very important that we are willing to ask uh, for help when we, especially when we're stuck and we've been trying to change something in our lives and we, we feel like we're committed to it and we just can't seem to get there. You know, the first thing you can do is ask yourself if you, if you really want it. A lot of times we want it, but we don't know how to do it. So that's when we can turn to someone like you were describing, you know, ask someone to help us and then be willing to check in with that person on a schedule that you set up mutually and work towards towards that goal. But I think the question to ask ourselves sometimes is, do I really, really want this? Or is it something that someone else has an expectation for me or it's an expectation that I have that perhaps is not really something I want, but I think I need it instead of having an intention towards it um, and set some goals that will support that intention. It's interesting because sometimes we, we get an idea that we want something, but yet when we really look at it and we analyze it, we break it down, it's not something we want. It's something that we thought we needed or we thought someone else wanted us to have it or thought we needed it to be successful or I needed to be that way for a person that I want uh, to be my friend or have a relationship with. And so I think it's good to be honest and compassionate with ourselves when we are stuck, you know, we're stuck in a place and we can't seem to move forward is to ask ourselves, do I really want this? Or to ask ourselves, do I know how to do this? And if the answer is, I don't really want it, then let it go. And if it's something I don't know how to do, then if I want it, I can ask for help. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not easy for people to do, especially if they're a recovering perfectionist or they think asking for help is a weakness. So being able to be vulnerable and ask for help is a really important part of willingness. You know, I'm willing to be vulnerable and I'm willing to ask for help. I'm willing to say I don't know how. I'm willing to say that I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not proficient at that yet and I want to be. So that's being vulnerable and that and a willingness to be vulnerable is sometimes a really um scary thing to people and fear keeps us from from uh practicing vulnerability. So it's it's Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's interesting to to really look at what we think we want in a very compassionate and honest way, you know, really being honest with ourselves and accountable to ourselves. Because those are three of the foundational principles of fearless living is having compassion for yourself, being honest with yourself, and being accountable to yourself. And sometimes we just, that's scary, and fear keeps us from doing that for a variety of reasons. And so being willing to truly sit down and write out a a pros and cons list, you know, around what we want 
um, around the what would take to do that, what kinds of actions would I would I take in order to accomplish that? You know, really analyze the scenario that's keeping you stuck. You know, say you want to take some, uh, you want to go back to school. Well, you know, what are the pros and cons of going back to school? If I could get a a BA in this or and masters in that, it would increase my credibility. I'd have a better income. I so why wouldn't I do it? Then well it would take me away from my family. It would cost this much money. I mean, you know, just really looking at the pros and cons and then being honest with yourself and and compassionate with your where you are in your life at that moment and being able to decide is this the time for me to be willing to do this or is this the time for me to put that aside and work on something else at this particular moment in my life, you know, so it's that willingness to be analytical, to be logical, and sometimes to be um, flexible and and not have to have all your ducks in a row to do something, you know. So for me, that, that process involves prayer. It involves seeking out opinions from my wise counsel, people that I trust, and it involves uh, you know, taking some time to process my willingness to do something because we we really want to do the best we can to make decisions, you know, and also be open and flexible. If it doesn't work out, that's that's okay too because it's not, you know, you can just go back and make another decision. What did you learn from making that decision? Okay, are you willing to take that on as a lesson learned and now go on and and try something else, you know, be willing to to give it a go in another way. So I think all of that has to do with willingness and our willingness to be vulnerable and to be open and our willingness to learn from the steps that we do take that we want to pivot and make a different choice. You know, all of that relies on the foundation of being willing. Yeah, absolutely. And what you were talking about, like analyzing and really getting to the root of of what's going on and how we're thinking and what are the expectations and the pros and cons, and that's really connecting with ourselves. And that is three, connection, which we'll be starting next Sunday. And it's all about really getting connected to yourself really getting connected to the the root fears, the root um, of, the, of the conversations that you have with yourself. Uh, what are those things that fear tells you that keeps you small? And really get connected to that inner you. Um, and, and what does that inner you need? What do what do they need to hear? What do the, how do they want to be treated? How do they want to interact? Uh, how do are they wanting and willing to do these things that you have before yourself? And maybe that's what's holding you back is that your inner self really doesn't care about it, yeah. but your outer yeah. self who is trying to live up to this or live up to that or has this expectation and that expectation wants it, but your inner self really doesn't. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to get connected this next month uh, with ourselves and 
when we when we do that, it makes connecting with others so much more enjoyable and richer and your relationships with others will become more intimate and um, open and loving because you're connected with yourself and you're sharing the true you with them and then they'll be able to share the true them. Yeah, I think it's all all how willing are you to get to know your your you know your essence, your core. How willing are you to accept that and and treasure that and then move from that spot, you know, the true you, the core of you, your spirit. You know, are you willing to love that person, accept that person? Are you willing to be vulnerable as that person? Are you willing to connect? All of that goes back to willingness, just like it all goes back to awareness. And I mean, these steps were created by Rhonda Britton in a specific order because they build upon each other. And so awareness being the first step and willingness being the second step, it's, it's just a part of the process, you know, and that's what life is, a process. So it's becoming connected to that process. And are you willing? Are you willing to do that? Because when you're willing to take a take a risk, and and that risk doesn't, you know, the outcome's not what you were thinking it was, and you want to switch, then are you going to beat yourself up and say, "Wow, I really blew it," or are you going to say, "Man, I was willing to take that risk, and look what I learned. Look how I know now the the way the road I want to take, which I didn't know before, and to celebrate that." Instead of saying, oh, my gosh, this turned out awful, and I'm going to beat myself up because I shouldn't have gotten out of my my comfort zone. I shouldn't have been willing to take a risk and pull yourself back in to that place where you know you know it. It's called your comfort zone, but it doesn't mean it's comfortable. It's just what you know. And so the willingness goes beyond taking a risk. I mean, it's willing to see the risk as an opportunity to see the challenge as a way to learn and then to incorporate what you've learned into your, into your core and into your essence so that you can then better know yourself and better love yourself and better serve out of that place of knowing than that place of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we are out of time. And so we want to thank you for being here with us tonight. Thank you for coming back each week and being a part of this journey of the 12 Steps to Freedom. We want to remind everyone that the 12 Steps were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you'd like to know more about Fearless Living, please go to fearlessliving.org. You can also find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And if you go there, you can learn all about us and what we've got going on and all the opportunities that you have to uh, work with us and learn more about the 12 Steps to Freedom and the other tools and skills of fearless living. We um, also would love for you to be a part of our Facebook group. Go find us on Facebook 
at Fearless Generations or Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations is our group, and we'd love to have you there. Make sure you're checking out Terry Talk every weekday at 7 a.m. Those drop on all of our pages and in all of our groups, so make sure you're in one of them, or there's the opportunity to get them straight to your inbox And you can find that opportunity on our website, fearlessgenerations.org. And you just go to the homepage and sign up for those Terry Talks, and they'll come right to your inbox, and you can listen to them each weekday. There are a minute of wisdom from Miss Terry herself, so make sure you check that out. We thank you all for being here with us tonight. Terry, thank you for being here. Even though you're sick, we appreciate you and your commitment to Fearless Generations. Oh, thank you. All right, everybody. Until next time, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night.